Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is, what is it? It's Wednesday. Lost my mind there just for a minute. Hope you're all doing well. Packers quiet on the news front, but uh, the Packers dope sheet just dropped. I highly recommend uh, boning up, as it were. Uh, The Packers draft dope sheet is always an annual uh, nerd fest as far as getting really into the weeds with how the Packers have been constructed up to this point, um, what they're kind of built upon, so to speak, player-wise, and a look ahead a little bit at how many picks they have and their history with those picks in the draft. And it's just a great piece of content that the Packers produce every year. I highly recommend picking it up. The other thing I highly recommend doing is joining me tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's right, live draft Q&A, a Packers draft Q&A with Joseph Randolph. Joseph builds our big board for the Cheesehead TV draft guide. He also joins us each and every year on the live draft stream all three days, usually chiming in. Called the Zach Tom pick last year way before it happened. The man knows the draft. The man knows the Packers. Join me and Joseph tonight. Clearly, I know nothing about the draft, so come armed with your draft questions. Joseph will answer as many as he can tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the YouTube channel. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you can join us. Um, And I hope that you've already picked up your 2023 Pro Football Draft Guide from Cheesehead TV. If not, a link to do so is in the description of this video. Joseph's fine work is displayed as well as many other Packers content creators from around the internet. It's an awesome, awesome piece, and I really appreciate everyone who's already purchased one. Plenty of time to get yours prior to next week's draft. Take a dive into the prospects from a Packers point of view. It's great stuff each and every year. Um, did want to talk real quickly about uh, the hidden yardage help that the Packers could be getting with a full year of Keyshawn Nixon as their returner, both in punts and kicks. Traditionally, I know Bill Parcells is the first guy that I heard really kind of talk o- about this uh, in a public forum. Um, he got it, you know, from back in the day from guys he had worked with. I think maybe Sid Gilman had mentioned it as well. Um, but the idea of hidden yardage being... You know, yardage, some, mostly between, you know, some kind of return. Lots, oftentimes it's looked at as your punt game, um, which clearly, it's funny, when you look at the Packers, they don't punt a lot. Only three teams punted less than the Packers last year. Um, right behind them in attempts was Kansas City. Of course, Kansas City had a much more effective offense, so they were able to take advantage of those fourth downs that they converted. But, um, yeah, the, the fact that Keyshawn Nixon will be their returner for the entirety of the year it's interesting in a league where so many games, so many games, and this seems to bear out each and every year, even in a year last year where scoring overall was depressed, so many games come down to one or two possessions are decided by one score. Hidden yardage is a big deal, meaning that's yards that isn't, you know, gained on offense, but is gained either with how you're punting and pinning people deep, thereby affecting their starting field position uh, or, in the case of the Packers, with a guy like Keyshawn Nixon, who can maybe steal you 10, 20 yards at a time. You look at his returns last year, especially on kickoffs, obviously, but even on punts, um, plenty of times prior to Keyshawn arriving on the scene where the Packers had to do yeoman's work just to pick up a few first downs and maybe even get into a position for a field goal, let alone trying to punch it in and get into the red zone and score a touchdown. Um, having him for a full year should have a major kind of boost effect for the offense. And especially with a first-year quarterback in Jordan Love, that can only help. 
right? I love this example. I think this is from Parcells back in the day. Let's say each team has 12 possessions in a game. That's probably a little high in today's game, but let's say 12 possessions. Team A has an average start possession on its own 22-yard line, while Team B has an average start possession of its on its own 26. And that's 22 and a 26 between the two teams. doesn't feel like a whole lot on the surface, but through 12 possessions, that's a difference of roughly 50 yards. 50 yards throughout the game that you know, isn't accounted for on offense, but it's because, say, you have a little bit better return game. You know, one Mr. Keyshawn Nixon, 50 yards over the course of a game is enough to get you possibly into field goal range and kick that extra point, um, kick that field goal. Hopefully that bears out at the end of the game when you're, you know, close in that one-score game. Advantage to the Packers. That would be the hope, anyway. Of course, right now, <clears throat> as Packers fans, we don't really know who's going to be kicking that field goal, but uh, you get the idea. Uh, the fact that Keyshawn came in when he did last year after eight games or so and became an all-pro with a limited amount of reps and still led the league in explosive returns, even with those limited amount of reps, the future is bright. Now, obviously, I think teams will look at what Detroit did in that final game because Detroit did a very good job of hemming him in. And I think, you know, with the continuity the Packers have with Rich Passaccia bringing back all of his guys – um, I think you know, the hope is that they can continue to grow together and find ways that when teams are trying to neutralize Keyshawn the way the Lions did, they're able to take advantage of that. A lot of directional stuff. They really tried. They didn't try. They did a really good job of pinning him in and hemming him in and not giving him escape routes. Um, I think that's something that they'll be looking at throughout the offseason to try and spring him a little bit more in those situations. But um, it's just another kind of – not even an advantage, but it's just – It's nice to know that the Packers have an effective returner who can give them hidden yardage in a game, again, that comes down to one score more often than not. So often in this league, so many games are decided by um, a touchdown or a field goal, and if you can just get 20, 30 extra yards, that might be enough to decide, you know, at least give you an opportunity to score that deciding touchdown or field goal. Here's hoping. Here's hoping Keyshawn busts it open. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Good to see everybody. Howard, thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, Howard again. I think Howard's trying to ask a question and just coming up short here. Howard, I'm trying to look for a question, buddy. Hope you're doing well. There it is. Saw a documentary on the Bears' proposed new covered stadium. Do you think that Lambeau will eventually get roofed over? I do not, Howard. Not in my lifetime. Maybe somewhere down the line decades from now, but... I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, I think the Packers like embracing the idea that they are a cold-weather team, even if the personnel group and the coaching staff don't seem to. Um, I kid, I kid, kind of. But no, I doubt that will ever happen anytime soon. Um, I know it's it's, it's kind of going the way of the dodo in the uh, NFC North. Uh, supposed to be playing in the cold and the elements, and now all of a sudden everyone's getting a roof. Uh, but, you know, there's still teams like Cleveland and Buffalo and these old school teams. I mean, Buffalo is building a new stadium and not putting a roof on it. You know, that's what I think that's where the Packers live. It is part of their identity. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Now, I say all that, and I'll watch Ed Policy take over as CEO, and the first thing he'll say is, like, we're going to put a roof on Lambo. We'll see. Abdul, thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, any thoughts on Titans' interest on 12, Packers blowing smoke, or is it Jets or bust? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think that came for the Packers. I know that would be the assumption, right? I'm trying to drum up kind of noise, but um, I would suspect Tennessee legit is interested. I wouldn't be surprised at all, but I also think that the Packers and Jets are bargaining in good faith, and there's no kind of real interest on either of their sides of breaking things off. I think the Packers are going to get the deal done with the Jets, but I would not be surprised if things, for whatever reason, don't materialize over the draft. I think we'll hear some more from the Titans. Um, You know, they clearly have a need at the position. Um, They're, they're, they're built. I don't think they're, anyone would confuse them to, you know, in the sense that they are like the Jets, like just a quarterback away and instant uh, contender status. But, you know, Rogers has ties to the area. He is building a home there. Uh, I know a lot of his friends live down there. Crazier things have happened. And if they entice him with enough money, blah, 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 who knows. But I just I don't see it materializing into anything legit. Um, I, just because I think the Jets and the Packers are pretty set on making this deal happen. It's just a question of timing. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? If a roof would help attract free agents, go for it. I mean, maybe it would. I doubt it, though. You're still living in Green Bay. You're still living in the cold. Um, can the Packers have four or five special teams players that don't get regular playing time? Can they? Yeah. Um, will they? I don't know. Um, I think we're definitely going to see Keyshawn Nixon on defense a lot more this season. Uh, I think that, that check is in the mail. Um, as for the others, you know, probably. I mean, mo- not mo- I'm not going to say most teams, but m- many teams go that route. You know, it's not like you're populating uh, your special teams with tons of starters or guys who get regular reps uh, on defense or offense. You know, oftentimes it is mostly backups. So I don't think that's crazy or unusual. Um, you know, but some of those guys will have opportunities in camp. There's no doubt about it, especially since the Packers ha- really haven't brought in much in the way of, you know, competition free agents-wise. Uh, clearly they'll have – 10-some draft picks that'll be in the mix competing and what have you. We all know, as a young player in this league, your path to the roster is through special teams, so the competition should be fierce. But, yeah, I don't I don't really see that as an issue or a problem. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Um, the talks with other teams means nothing unless Rodgers is willing to go there. So far, we know he wants to go to New York. Yeah, that's true, Josh. That is true. He he doesn't have a no-trade clause, but he has the power to say, yeah, I'm not going there. I'll retire instead. Um, that is true. He is part of it. But, again, that's why I talk about his building a home and having friends down there. I, don't, I have no idea if he has any interest in playing in Tennessee whatsoever. I would suspect not, but never say never, right? Uh, does 49ers shopping Lance mean anything to Aaron Rodgers? Well, Greg, now that's – there's an important piece there that you've – kind of misconstrued a little bit from the reporting it is very clear and it's very clear they want everyone to know that they are not shopping him that they have received calls about him and they've had whatever conversations I do know that the one kind of legit thing out there right now is the fact that they talked to the Vikings during the combine Um, now how extensive those talks were I have no idea Um, but when it comes to Aaron Rodgers I don't think it has much to do with that at all. And I know we know that the 49ers did call about Rodgers a couple years ago. And the Packers said, nah. But uh, I think this is much more about, you know, flying a flag and seeing if they can drum up any kind of interest to 
get back some of what they gave up to get him, um, which I don't think they're going to get much of. But I really don't see this as a play uh, to try and get Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. Um, again, crazier things have happened, but <laughs> you can never really say never, but I highly doubt it. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. Any idea why Amos is still a free agent? I thought it was mainly a case of us not being able to afford him and that surely he'd have been snagged. I think he's getting older and he's coming off a pretty, I'm not going to say poor year, but definitely a down year. And that's a combination that most teams, they're going to wait probably until after the draft. Now, he could still sign like a day or two before the draft with someone trying to maybe shore up their roster prior to the draft so they don't have to reach for a safety, especially with a safety class, which is not highly regarded. That's still a possibility. But, you know, yeah, he's an older player and he's coming off a down year. I can't say I'm that surprised. And that's not to say that I don't think he, you know, is he can't help a team because I think he can. I think he can still play at a high level. Uh, we didn't see it consistently last year as much as we had grown accustomed to as, with his time in the, with the Packers. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think he'll be on a squad. Um, it'll take some time. Probably after the draft would be my suspicion. And, again, because the safety class is not particularly deep or well-regarded, he'll probably be signed shortly after the draft would be my guess. We'll see. John, Packers winning the NFC North. Book it. Booking it, buddy. I like it. Um, Abdul, thanks again, bud. Anyone, you'd be bummed if we picked them at 15. No, no, those days are long gone. I was bummed when they picked Kenny Clark. Think about that. That was the last year I was ever bummed about a selection. That was That was the sea change for me. Like, I used to... I was very much involved in the draft industrial complex until that season, until that draft. I wanted Miles Jack in the worst way. And then when they didn't pick him and they picked Kenny instead, I got so upset. And Kenny turned into one of my favorite players. So, yeah, no. Whoever they take, they're the newest Green Bay Packer, and I welcome them with open arms. And I'm excited to see what they can do when they get on the field. Chris, thanks for the super chat. Uh... ML too worried about injuries. Does it lead to soft teams? Jamal talked about Campbell keeping them in pads through week 15 on the pivot interview. Yeah, I know this always kind of pops up, right, when they're losing. But when they're winning, there's no talk about them being soft. Unless it's, you know, kind of manufactured outrage. But, I mean, look, do they look like a intimidating physical team? No. But I don't know how much keeping them in pads through week 15 has anything to do with that. You, every single team gets the same amount of padded practices. That's the funny part. Like, it's just a matter of when you use them, when you utilize them. <clears throat> but everybody gets 14 of them through the year. And your choice as a head coach is when you want to go in and use them. But everybody uses them, all 14 of them. So I don't know if I put too much stock in that. You know, the idea being towards the end of the year, you probably, especially your veterans, don't want to be in those padded practices because, damn, it's the end of the year. You're playing 17 games at this point. It, it's just a lot. You get down to December. It's it's tough, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to completely dismiss the idea that the Packers have looked somewhat soft under the floor. Not going to say that's not a thought that's gone through my head because there's certainly t- times when they're matched up against teams that are physical and crisp and clean and, you know, execute that they do kind of look that way. You know, that Jets game comes to mind. 
you know, Salah talking afterwards about taking them down into deep water. I mean, that was legit, man. That was a team that completely out-physicaled them. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I'm interested to see if anything changes in that regard. But I don't really think it means much in, when it comes to keeping them in pads. Because, again, everybody gets the same allotment of padded practicing. You know? Uh, what else we got, folks? Teddy, thanks for the super chat. Have you seen more rumors on Xavier Hutchinson? I have not seen more rumors on Xavier Hutchinson. Perhaps Joseph Randall has, though. Join us tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, but no, I have not. Will he take questions on draft beer? Why not? Why not? Actually, that's why I'll be there. I'll be there to handle the draft beer questions. <coughs> Mike says, Michael Meyer at 15, please. That's something I loved. I can't wait to talk to Joseph about because I know there are a lot of opinions out there about the tight end position, about the Packers taking them, them probably more than one. Um, the only guy I think that I can see the Packers taking at 15 at that position is Washington down in Georgia. He's the one cat who I get he was used in a limited basis in the passing game, uh, but I think you're talking about projection, long-term investment, high ceiling, freak athlete, all the stuff the Packers love, he fits that bill. Now, that's not to dismiss what Meyer can do or Kincaid or any of those guys, but you want to talk about physical freaks who have, you know, the upside to be a true generational difference maker. Washington fits that bill, and I could see the Packers taking a swing there at 15. Um, I still don't think they will. I'm I'm of the opinion that they're they're definitely in my mind definitely waiting until day two at the earliest to take a tight end. But we'll see. I've been shocked before. <laughs> Most recently, last year, when they took an off-ball linebacker at 22. Kevin says, Packers take an OT at 15. Lock it up. Now that, I'm on board with. That I can see. That is probably what I would suspect is going to happen. Trade back and select Washington. I, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. Takes two to tango, though. Uh, everybody every year is like, oh, just trade back and get more picks. Great idea. Need a dance partner, though. You know, it's not that easy. You're going to just press a button. This ain't Madden, um, which I know you know. But, yeah, I love that idea if that's the target, right? Um, but we'll see. Like I said, again, I'm going to be very surprised if they utilize a first-round pick in a tight end. Uh, Joe Mailman, thanks for the Super Chat. My top five Packers with a lot to prove. Jordan Love, Sean Ryan, Josh Myers, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes. That's interesting. That's an interesting list. I agree with them all. I mean, I would throw somehow A.J. Dillon into that mix a little bit. He doesn't have anything to prove to me, but I know he's gone into a contract year and he's coming off what would probably be considered a disappointing third year in the league and wants to uh, really kind of show what he's got, so to speak, in hopefully a different-looking offense. So, um, But, yeah, I think those that's a good list, Joe. I think you nailed that pretty good. <laughs> he's now a lumberjack. Nags, we almost made it to the draft. Definitely took a while. Ugh, gosh, you ain't lying. We're still what a week away. Oh baby, I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm going to make it, uh, but hopefully, we'll be sitting here uh, next week, getting ready one day before the draft, and uh, all will be well. And the Rogers trade will have happened, and we'll be hanging out, just ready to reap the rewards. I don't know. 
making this up as I go. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Like I said, join me tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Joseph Randolph, he'll be joining us. Let me put his picture up here again. Look at him smiling in Lambeau there. Joseph, joining us tonight to answer your draft questions. Make sure you join us here on the YouTube channel. All your draft questions. He's got the answers. Way more than I do, because God knows I don't know what the hell's going on with the draft. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. See you later. Go Pack Go.